Hello, everyone, and welcome to Vibrant Life Allies, the podcast that introduces you to amazing coaches from all kinds of fields, business, health, anxiety coaches, imposter syndrome coaches, confidence coaches. There's coaches for everything. And I bring them to you, let you get to know them so that you can pick the right one for you. Or you can just pick up some tips and, you know, follow them and, you know, take advantage of their freebies and live more vibrantly that way, whatever works for you. Um, Today, I have a great episode. I spoke with the lovely Mills Gray, and she was just absolutely fantastic. She works with entrepreneurs, but, you know, anyone who has struggled with wanting something in their life and getting to a point or even not getting started because they believe that they can't do it. The self-limiting belief, I can't do this. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. You know, I just, it's not for me. I can't do it. That is holding you back. That is not true. And Mills is a coach that helps people through that when it comes to their business. I am a coach that helps people through that when it comes to, you know, anything that you really want in your life. Um, So check out this episode. If anything, you know, Mills says resonates with you, please reach out to her. I know that it would be life-changing. And as always, I'm here for you as well. So enjoy the episode and live more vibrantly. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Vibrant Life Allies. I'm very happy to have another amazing coach for you today, but I will just let her introduce herself. Um, Mills, why don't you tell them a little bit about you? Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, So yeah, so my name is Mills. Uh, I've just mentioned to Lisa, I'm I'm actually Camilla, but um, it's been shortened throughout my life. Um, So I'm a leadership and lifestyle coach. I like to say that I breathe belief into women and build them up. Um, I work a lot with entrepreneurs who I would say have taken the leap. They've they've started something and they've almost plateaued because they just have that limiting belief in what they can do. They know the strategies. They know what they should be doing. But there's something that is just not quite gelling with where they want to be. So through my coaching, um, we try and uncover and untangle what those beliefs are. And and so, yes, when I say I breathe belief into them, I I feel like um, everybody needs an element of positivity. And and I feel like that is what I do. That is what I I give people. I'm also a regional vice president with a health and wellness brand, which is called Arbonne, which actually is American. and that is a business that um, it's a little bit like a franchise. It's it's in the wellness industry. It's product driven in nutrition, skincare, and um, and I got into that through a friend of mine a few years back. And um, and I love that because it's a huge community of badasses. That's how I like to describe <laughs> it. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and so it's given us the opportunity I've traveled with it and um and I'm a, and I'm a mom of two which um nice. is, uh, I have two girls Sadie and Isla and uh and they are 12 the 12 year old is going on 16 um of course, <laughs> of course. Of course. and uh and uh, and then the, uh, the my youngest is is 11 so they're quite close in age um and um, and yeah, I'm, I live in the UK, and and um, and I love working for myself. So that is sort of where I'm at. That that's a, a very a very good intro and a very interesting story. Um, I love that you say that that you breathe 
belief into women. I think that's something that we do as coaches is hold that space for them until they get there themselves. And so that's a beautiful way of putting that. And really good timing to connect with you today because you said you do the air airborne. Am I saying it right? Uh, it's Arbon. It's an interesting word. It actually means beautiful tree. And um, but so many people call it Arboni, Airborne. And and it's yeah, it's one of those um tricky words because it doesn't actually mean that, you know, it's not something that we come in across with. But yes, Arbon is is how I, I say it. <laughs> Yeah. And and that is very big here. And I know people have reached out to me about it. So, you know, having started my own business and seeing other women out there trying to to do it as well, I absolutely understand the need <laughs> for a coach in that arena because there's just so many things that you don't know that you could do differently. And then even if you're doing all the right things, it those self-limiting beliefs, that mindset that is going to affect your ability to stay with it and see the success that you want. Um, so if anyone listening is working with Airbon <laughs> or, you know, any, any kind of entrepreneurial endeavor that you've started or you're interested in, definitely listen to why a coach would help you with those things. So I won't tell them what the issues could be. Why don't you let us know what are some of the things that that you help your clients with what are they struggling with so i think the thing that comes up over and over again is what other people think of them ah. and they don't necessarily think that's always the the most immediate thing they might come with a disguise of i procrastinate or I'm a perfectionist and I have to wait until it's absolutely ready before I can, you know, hit send on the blog or post the Instagram post or, or reach out to the client. Um, but I feel that a lot of those are kind of almost superficial blocks in the way. Sometimes people genuinely are like a perfectionist and, and, and we might go through the are you good enough effect. But once I knuckle down, I often think it comes down when they chat to me is what will someone think of me if I do that? What are people going to think when they read my blog and don't agree with me or don't, you know, I, I hit a nerve. And that I think comes down to then, you know, what is, what is our belief in ourselves? Why are we worrying about perhaps what other people think of us? Um, why is it important to get that validation from other people? And so we will chat through that a lot. And almost every single client never comes to me saying, do you know what? I'm worried about what other people think. But ultimately, I think that's once we get down to it, it, it kind of is there as the big, ugly um, elephant in the room. Absolutely. Um, I, Brene Brown talks about that in her book, I think, and Daring yeah. Greatly. Perfectionism is many times it's just armor and a shield to keep us from having to put something out there so that we don't have to face rejection. Absolutely. And Brené Brown is one of my huge um, icons. I think she's an incredible powerhouse. Yes, and um, I, I love how she always says, you know, unless you're in the arena getting your ass kicked, then your opinion doesn't really mean a huge amount to me. And I can resonate with that. 
But I know that a lot of women need to find their strength first before they might resonate with that. It's almost like that's great for her to say, but I don't believe it yet. And so, yeah, it's about, again, it's like finding what I tend to do with clients is I will make them list like who's the important person in your life that you you want somebody to to be like Mills you've done such a great job or I really agree with you or that's that's fantastic and so I will get them to list those people and invariably then when we I might ask the question of do you what do you think they think of you actually the people who are close to you and the people who have your back and the people who support you are always there supporting you of course, there are cases when that doesn't happen, but ultimately, it's these kind of faceless people, <laughs> the trolls on Instagram or, or the people that, you know, sit and, and I always say this, it's, it's no, no disrespect to reality TV, don't get me wrong, that I can go down a rabbit hole with certain, certain TV programs, <laughs> the people who might sit there all summer watching Love Island on repeat or, or, you know, that go, oh, you're doing that? No way. No, I wouldn't do that. That's a terrible idea. And so then it's like, okay, who are these faceless people that you're worried about their opinion or upsetting? And then are they where you want to be? Are they where you are striving to go to? Invariably, they're not. And, and so that's something that I think I, kind of delayering the onion. It's like those are the outer layers, I think, of starting to knuckle down and actually then go, oh, I actually don't give a shit about that person's opinion. And when, <laughs> when, a, when a client can get to that stage, it's like we do the happy dance. It's like, yay, <laughs> we've got there. <laughs> right, exactly. When you can see that. And then it, you know, it also goes into that seeing, well, you know, if I don't care what they think, why did that bother me? And it kind of, you know, lets us start saying what our beliefs are about ourselves. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And that perfectionism as well. Um, it's not something that I have ever, I've ever suffered with. I don't say the word <laughs> suffer. It's, um, it's just not something that's been present in my life. Um, and I think that's partly because I came from a very unacademic, I'm dyslexic. So I went through school not really striving in the traditional subjects. Um, and so for me, perfectionism was just like, you know, shit, if I can just get this done, <laughs> great, we're there. <laughs> but when people have that element of perfectionism, um, I think it can be very damaging on all aspects of life. It can be damaging on what you think your images or your weight or, your, or it can cause anxiety it can cause sleepless yeah. nights so it's a huge again it's a huge subject that um that often clients will tend to have um and so in that sense I might try and get them to do something that is out of the norm for them or out of their comfort zone could be anything I, I will chat through with them what that might be but as an example it might be to paint a picture and not delete it not you know not rub it out just go for it and see what happens and that's quite an interesting exercise for somebody who might want to usually go no that's not good enough I need to rub this bit out or I need to mm. you know amend it here and so those kind of exercises or, or going makeup free for the day can be great for somebody who has that idea of 
what they need to be, how they need to present themselves and things like that. So there's, I try and look at things a little bit holistically with trying, with doing other things with clients. And of course, you know, one size doesn't fit all. It doesn't always, not everybody has the same, the same issues, but the same way of handling certain issues. Right. So a good thing about a coach, they have a, a variety of different tools that they use, like you said, and then they're there with that feedback, like, okay, what are you gaining from this? Should we try something else? And that's something, you know, that, that comes up a lot is if it's a diet or if it's how do I feel better about myself? How do I grow my business? You can Google things, but you don't have that dynamic of is this really not working for me? Or am I not implementing it correctly? What's the difference? And that's something that a, a coach can do for you. Definitely. And that accountability as well. Because I often think that, because actually, when I first trained in coaching, I trained as a nutritional health coach. And um, I was very much thought that I was just going to go down the nutrition side. But what became quite clear to me was that generally, most people know what to do if they want to, you know, change their diet or lose their weight. Of course, not everybody does. And, and so there's education that, that is available. But most people know if you perhaps reduce processed food or uh, drink less alcohol or, you know, that that's going to help them. So it's not about what it's not about teaching them that it was more like, well, they know that. So why aren't they being healthier? And so therefore, it's that accountability. Um, finding things that are going to work for you that are sustainable and things like that. And, and that's where I think coaching is is so great because you you really are going on a journey together, linking right. arms and doing it, doing it together. And I know from my own personal experience, I'm much better if I'm accountable to someone. If I know that someone's there going, Mills, have you done it yet? I'll be like, oh God, I really need to do it. Of course, yes, I'm on it. <laughs> Whereas if no one's doing that, I'm like, no one's watching. I'm going to go and sneak and have that packet of biscuits or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it's like yeah. you said, there, there's that element of support and accountability, but also the understanding of what's going on, like with the procrastination. It, you can just procrastinate and it can help to have someone that's holding you accountable and you know they're there. But mm -hmm. if you don't also know that it's because you really just don't want to put something out there because you're afraid of judgment or rejection or being hurt, Yeah. then that's always going to be there. Whereas you can have that accountability to move you forward and also work on those issues that are causing it yeah. so that it just becomes less and less something that you do. Exactly that. So that, exactly. that's a, a beautiful process that you as a coach help people through with the procrastination. Um, so that's one of the areas then that, fear of judgment kind of creates procrastination issues for the people that you work with? What is something else that, that you help them with? I think there is an element of, and especially for people who are entrepreneurs or, or new to a, a role, maybe where when you're in an employed by somebody, you, you really just do one role you know, you, it's, it's unlikely that you're going to be doing the accounts as well as the marketing, as well as the sales, you know, when you work for yourself, all of a sudden, there's a element of overwhelm of like, oh my God, I've got to do all these different things. And I don't know where to start. And so therefore, I'm not going to start, I'm just gonna go, you know, resist. 
and so I will often look with the with the client of okay first of all where can we where can we get help what strategies can you put in place that are going to help you and they don't need to be hiring people because generally when people first start they haven't got that luxury of income to just you know spend on other on people working for them so I will often look at systems this is a bit more of a practical thing but looking at systems that are going to help them for example like an accounting system that will help you to reconcile your sales or invoicing and knowing what to do um, but actually it's that overwhelm of where do I start and so there's a great book by um, Seth Godwin called The Lynchpin. He talks about what is it that you can do each day that is going to shift the needle in your business? What's the one thing that you know if you can do that, you're moving your business forward a little bit? And then you start to look at all the kind of admin headaches that you don't really want to get involved in, but you, you know you have to do. But make sure before you've done all of that, you do the, the one thing that's going to shift the needle. So it's just be, you know, writing the blog post, calling the potential client, doing the thing that is going to be money generate, revenue generating, and that you can go, I've done that cool, now let's go on to the to-do list. Because I think to-do lists are fantastic. They're like a double-edged sword. They're fantastic, but they're also a huge hindrance because you're like, my to-do list is so big. I don't know where to start. And so, um, <laughs> so yeah, that breaking down of, of what's going to shift the needle in your business. What's the most important thing? Tick that off and then, then you can go into the other things. Right. Yeah. And, and those two yeah. things kind of connect to each other, what you talked about with that fear of rejection and the procrastination and then overwhelm and priorities because it is usually those activities that we fear the most that are what's going to move the business forward, putting yourself out there, getting your message out there, interacting with people. So it, it's easy to, you know, look at that overwhelm and then be like, well, I'm going to spend the week working on my accounting <laughs> and your yeah. business isn't going to go anywhere. Yeah. And, and that, yeah, exactly that. And, and, and it's sort of like, uh, you're hiding behind the admin, the easier things to do. Uh, and I, I know Rachel Hollis has spoken about this. It's like, if you're thinking, let's just say exercise is a great example. You know, it's easy not to go for the run. And it's easier not to drink the green juice. But you know that if you do that, that's just one tick that day that is going to help you so that by the end of the month, you're like, cool, I'm doing this green juice and yeah, I'm running and it feels better. It's just about small micro decisions of that day that are going to ultimately be a great thing in time. And time is an interesting one as well, because I find that a lot of people, and this again, it all flows. It goes with the same thing as the procrastination is I don't have enough time in the day to do the things that I need to do. And I think that as an entrepreneur can be overwhelming as well. I have a great little exercise that I do with clients which is about writing out your 24 hours and we kind of go through like how much you sleep what is the you know the non-negotiables that might be you know taking your kids to school it might be the gym things that you know every day you're going to do doesn't matter you, you know feeding yourself and then you look at what time is left and that's a really great exercise to them 
work out, okay, I have X amount of hours a day. Now, what do I do with that? And I think that can really help people to, to make the most of the time they have. Yeah, it's helpful to actually, like you said, look at that and analyze it because that we don't and we're like, oh, I'm too busy, but we don't really look. Um, the same with kind of a money mindset scarcity. Something comes up like maybe investing in a coach and it's like, oh, I don't have the money for that. But if you looked at it, it would be like, how much money did you spend on fixing your hair and your face and, mm-hmm. you know, other things that. <laughs> that might yeah, take away like eating and things that might not be as important to you as changing your life, you know, and feeling less anxiety or getting your business up and running, um, you know, things like that, that would make a huge impact on you and how much money you have in the future. Completely. I like working a lot with energy as well. I don't know. I'm quite spiritual. And I think that actually, interestingly, almost all of my clients are interested but they've never really dived in and then so that's a really beautiful journey that I like to do with them it's almost like just opening up to the possibilities of things like law of attraction or things like being able to ask guidance in meditation and just things like that it might just start with meditation they've never meditated so we might go through like ways of starting your day and And that generally is quite a nice shift for people. It's almost like they are let in on a little secret that, you know, lots of people know about, but they didn't. And it's like, it's a beautiful awakening, but not, I'm not a guru or anything like that. It's just, I like to dabble in that side of things as well. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, it's again, being aware of, you know, where you're focusing your energy and that definitely changes how you view things around you, the opportunities that you see and take advantage of. If if your energy is not directed in that way, it, it's not going to be apparent to you. It's not going to come for you. So, so much great stuff here. Fear of rejection, procrastination, overwhelm, time management. These are all really amazing things. Is there any other like common thing that you help people with that you would like to talk about? Again, it's, it's that belief. It's like believing that they can do it. I feel like when women come together, when women feel empowered, then the world would be a better place if more women felt like they could do the things that they may have dreamed about when they were a little bit younger, but have parked it for whatever reason. Or they may have been in a situation where it was almost driven out of them you know like no you can't do that don't be silly that's only for certain people so that that belief growth is definitely the one thing that probably brings me more joy when a client gets that I can do this I can do this is right yeah and it can be really small things you know it can be the smallest of shifts that they're like, I didn't think I'd be able to do that. And I can. And it's it's just, yeah, it's great. It's a great feeling for, for them. But also for me, that brings me the most joy is that belief, that building of belief. Right. I, I think that's a great point. If someone is like, you know, should I consider working with a coach? If there's something in your life that you want, but 
you either aren't pursuing it or you've gotten to a point where you're going to give up because I can't do this. That's a good time to go to a coach because that is, I think so, most likely not true. (laughs) (laughs) And I think the coach uh, relationship is so much different to the friendship relationship or the partner relationship or, or the network. You know, there's a lot of women who might go to great, fantastic networking business groups and and groups where they're getting that community, which I think is really fantastic and needed for anybody who works for themselves or has a project or an idea and they're not in a company. But the coach relationship, I I kind of feel like gives you that no bullshit as well. Do you know what I mean? Like the friend can maybe be like, yeah, well, they could either fall in the in the Brené Brown, like don't take your opinion from those who aren't there yet category. Or they can just be nodding and smiling and agreeing and going, sure, Lisa, that's great. That's cool. You should do that. And then there's, they're not coaches and that's fine. They're friends. Um, and so it's, it's just a really great space to be like, we're not best friends. We can have a great working relationship, but you're in that safe space of being able to really hone in on what it is that's making you fearful or what it is that's making you feel like everyone's judging you or that you're not good enough or that you don't believe in yourself. And, and I don't think you get that relationship just in other scenarios. Right. And that's what, you know, coaches are trained to ask the right questions and get you as the client to be thinking about the answers. They're not giving you the answers. Um, they're not giving you their opinions. They're just getting in a really clever way you to come up with, with those yourself, but in a space, a space that's safe. Right. Your, your friends are a form of support, but, you know, usually we connect with people who we are like, and we are like-minded. So, you know, they're there to support your thoughts and your beliefs. Whereas a coach is there to say, okay, we see why you're having these thoughts and beliefs. What are you missing? Like, what are the blocks to your thought process that you're not seeing here? So it's good to have that more objective support. I know that when I got my first coach, I didn't necessarily know if I saw the value in having one. I, I wasn't, it was almost like I wasn't aware really until I started that relationship. And in all honesty, the first coach I had wasn't right for me. And I got a different coach, but I saw the, although they weren't right for me, and I think it's really important to have a relationship where you know that it's working. And and I always sort of talk about intuition a little bit with that. Do you intuitively feel they're the right person for you? Make sure you've had like a couple of calls with them to make sure that you are you know, uh, gonna, gonna have the best relationship. And so my first coach wasn't the right one for me. It was a guy and that's, there's nothing wrong with male coaches. I just know now I've got a incredible business coach. She is, um, we are linked correctly. She's through having her and my business has exploded more. And I know that that's down to coaching and as As a coach, I'm able to coach better because I've also got a coach. So it's like, I so see the value in it for any business. You don't need to be a coach. Any business person, a coach is a fantastic idea. And also, actually, 
you don't need to be in business. You could be doing, you know, having a coach throughout kind of if you're stuck in your life or if you're stuck in a relationship or if you're, there's so many realms of coaches. For me, I talk in a business term because really that's, that's my, you know, where, more where I've niched down, but there's coaches and everything. There's divorce coaches. There's, there's just, and I think it's just so great. It's everybody should have one. <laughs> right. And then a di- maybe a different one, depending on where you're at in your life at that point. Yeah. So what are some tips then that you have for those who are listening to help them, you know, with their business, if they're struggling with these self-limiting beliefs of I can't, or they're procrastinating and, you know, kind of struggling with the issues that we've talked about today? I would say, first of all, what are you reading? What books are you reading? Because I think that we can get a lot through self-growth, self-discovery, through reading some good books. That would be my first tip. Obviously, I think that, you know, looking into somebody who might be able to help you to move forward with everything is, is, is what we've talked about with the coaching. But listening to there's so much content out there that I think you can get, you know, good podcasts. Listening to things where you're like, oh, you know, I hadn't really thought about that, or I didn't know that existed, or getting systems in place that might help you. So, for example, a booking system like Calendly, or um, I know the one that you use is, is different to mine, but there's so many booking systems that mean that, you know, if you are somebody who needs to schedule in calls, then have it so that it's all automated for you and you're not having to, you know, faff around taking up more of your time. So streamlining, I think, is probably the right word to use. Streamlining things that you can. Um, Having a fantastic morning routine, I think, is really vital to setting your day up correctly. Um, It doesn't need to be a long morning routine, but something where you're taking some time to breathe taking a couple of minutes to to align yourself, to ground yourself, to meditate. And then affirmations as well is fantastic. You know, read through, you can get some on the internet, you know, just reading through and talking yourself to yourself and, and about yourself of where you're going and how great you are and how lucky, you know, how lucky people are to have you as as a client or as whatever it is that you do. You know, it's like talking to yourself in the right way, making sure that you're talking to yourself in a kind way, talk to yourself how you talk to one of your friends. And my final tip, I think, would be make sure that you're surrounded by people who want to lift you up and not bring you down. I think that's quite crucial. We become the sum of the five people we hang around with. So just make sure those five people, I call them drainers. I don't know if that, <laughs> if that exists in America, but people that drain you are not necessarily a great, a great resource to have. You want the, the people who lift you and are, are cheerleading for you. Right. If you come across one of those I can't situations and there's someone in your life that's like, yeah, that's scary. You probably shouldn't do that. Not saying you should drop them, but maybe consider not surrounding yourself with more supportive people. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Do a friend audit. <laughs> friend audit. I like that. So, you know, people are, are listening and if they're 
struggling with their business. They're, you know, it's not growing the way they want it, or maybe they're thinking, maybe this is not for me after all. And they're thinking about giving up. What is it like? What do you, what is your process right now to help them? How do they reach out to you? That kind of stuff. Um, so I do a free clarity call. Um, I would love to do a power, power half hour coaching session with you for free. We could just see if it's something that um, you might be able to unravel what it is. My main kind of social, I suppose, is Instagram, which is Mills underscore gray. Just pop me a DM and I can see if I can help you. I have lots of webinars that I might be able to send you if it's a specific subject that you feel so so I do kind of like free webinar trainings but I do I think the best is to have just a free power half hour coaching and see how you go see that's fantastic we can do that's a great offer and uh, we will put the information in the show notes so they can can reach out to you and take advantage of that so that would be absolutely fantastic and I encourage everyone to do that especially if you're thinking about you know giving up on your business because I assure you that that struggle is perfectly normal and yeah. that you can do it. <laughs> and Definitely. you might need you might need some coaching. That doesn't mean <laughs> that there's anything wrong. Nothing has gone wrong. Coaching yeah. is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's interesting that a lot of people women I notice especially they they don't want to ask for help and they have this belief that they have to do everything themselves. And I I do think that we are trained that way. But if you start looking at it, the more powerful and successful a woman is, if you look, she has help. She has support. She has coaches. There are plenty of, you know, people, famous celebrities like Oprah, they have coaches, right? The idea that you, you do it all yourself and you don't need help and that that's how you do it. And that's what's strong. It needs to be kind of picked apart, I think. Yeah. And you know, there's a, there's that saying, it takes a village to raise a child. I really feel that about women in business as well. It takes more than just, it needs the support of the community. It needs the support of um, being able to share your ideas, share your wins, uh, um, have some accountability. And so, you know, if, if people are listening and they're like, I, you know, coaching, I can't, I can't afford it or uh, uh, whatever belief is coming up, then find a group that might resonate with you so that you can share and not be sitting suffering in silence. Just share and reach out because there are, as I said earlier, you know, when women can empower women with and believe in ourselves, then the world would just be a, just a much stronger, better place, I think. <laughs> we should build each other up rather than tearing each other down. <laughs> That's how I feel. Absolutely. That that abundance mindset. Like it's we can all have yes. some. It's not gonna run out. <laughs> not gonna run out. Exactly that. Absolutely. So good. And that's why I loved actually I love doing the podcast with you. You're a fellow coach. And it's like, you know, I reached out to you, you know, like, absolutely, you know, and it's just I feel that that is such a great energy to have to to build a platform where people want to, you know, it's, it's abundant. That's, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's a level of abundance. Yeah. I, I believe in coaching and I just becoming a coach myself. I was like, there's not enough information about it out there. So I was like, you know, let's help coaches get this information out there for the benefit of all coaches. 
right? Exactly. I'm not the right coach for everyone. I can't coach everyone. <laughs> so there, there are clients for everyone. <laughs> we we yeah, can exactly. all do this together. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. So very glad that that you reached out and that you you know spoke with us today. You've you've given a lot of value. So I know that you would be a fantastic coach for anyone who chooses to reach out to you. And I hope that they will. Um, do you have any last words for our listeners today? If there's an element of doubt, there will always be someone who will have your back. And just if you're in a in a slightly lower place, then just know that there is someone there who is your cheerleader. Absolutely. Um, beautifully said and, and so much for them to think about today. That's really going to, I think, start pushing, pushing some of our listeners forward in their business. And so I'm super excited for that. Um, thank you for joining us today. And to all the listeners, just go out and live more vibrantly. Thank you.